Hello, friends. Here you are again at Living Well While Living Online, which is a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studios. I am your host, Tammy Riley, and excited to share with you uh, a little bit different of an episode. We produced it a little differently today. It is our finale of season four, which I cannot even believe that we are four seasons deep. Um, And this one really um, a credit to our producer, Renette Chifu, because, you know, it's not easy and it's uh, hard enough to splice two conversations together and make it look seamless. And what we did with this is we wanted to bring you a treat from around the globe. So today's conversation is with some people who are very, very generous with their time and with their views, who sent us audio recordings of what self-care means for them, how they practice, and sharing some tips or two um, that they have up their sleeves for you. It's, it's so interesting, and, and the whole process has been so interesting to me uh, now that we've been on this journey for a little bit. Obviously, we were birthed during a time of pandemic where we really were living most of our life online, thus our title. And, you know, I think self-care really came into the mainstream and into our language at that point because so many of us were struggling and riding a roller coaster of emotions and feelings and not really knowing how to get through day to day. I think prior to that, there were always um, people who were self-care practitioners and who were very intentional. But I think that this pandemic did one thing in that it really made us take a step back and look at how we are caring and how we best thrive. And so this little journey that I've been on has definitely shifted and ebbed and flowed, not only personally in my own self-care, but in the conversations that we have. So thankfully, we're at a stage now where many of us are going back to doing what we considered quote-unquote normal, right? We're out more, there's less masking, uh, we don't know as many getting sick. Uh, it does feel like we're getting um, more of our of our previous world back, which is which is phenomenal. So we're so happy that we're moving forward. Uh, but with that, I don't think that the topic of self care will be going away for a while. I think that is one thing that um, this has left its deep, deep impression on us is that we really need to have some very specific and intentional uh, ways. To, I'm going to say self-soothe. That's often like what I think about when I think about self-care, right? As a little kid, you you when you're a baby, right, and I'm, you're a parent, and and when your child is fussy or upset, you know, we we look for okay, what was the trick? What did it last time? Is it the way I held the baby? Is it putting the pacifier? Is it when they hold a soft blanket? Is it the swaddle? Right, all the ways that we help soothe that baby, and then as we grow up we forget that we still need to feel that, right? That that soothing is still something we seek and it will ebb and flow and it will be different based on who we are at different times in our lives. And so knowing how to best self-soothe is a very big part of our self-care, right? So I think when we put all of these pieces together, it's so interesting to see, you know, how how we manage that, you know, how we think about that. And and what I'm finding is that oftentimes we don't think about it. We know what to do when the moment strikes, but we have not had a name for it. 
And so uh, when, when, at least for me, when this roller coaster was beginning a few years ago, I, I knew what I needed on a daily basis, but I, I didn't take that deep dive step backwards to see what it was that really helped me to self-soothe in a way that I then felt that I could be productive and I'm going to say grounded. That's the other piece for me. And and each of us feel different when we're in these practices. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the things that that I love, like no matter what it is, if there's something I need to be creative for in the work that I do and, and ideas aren't coming, whether it's um, feeling exhausted and like I need a little break or a retreat, um, being sad, um, not knowing how to process what's happening, my place is feet in the sand, right? I, I need to feel that. I need to hear the ocean. I need to have my feet in the sand. And it's grounding. That's the way that I could describe it, right? It anchors me back in the moment and it gives me that ability to sigh deeply and to move forward. So, so I think it's really important that we are finding these things as big as a drive to the beach, which can be pretty big in some moments, or as simple as a spot in your home, um, the taste of your favorite warm beverage, a song that lights you up or makes you feel settled and steady. So it's been a really wonderful journey having these conversations with my guests over the last few years. And just being able to have a conversation that we don't often enough devote time to, right? So I love that as an industry, right, fitness and well-being, as humans, um, what you are seeing out there is the language, is the conversation, and I don't think it's going away. So I am excited to deliver to you some very kind people from around the globe. You are going to hear uh, bits and pieces of what they consider their own self-care practices. And again, some people have left you with a little tip. Uh, I love that these wonderful humans were willing to share. I put out a little plea on my Facebook and I messaged some people just asking if they'd be willing to share. And I think we have about... 16 people that uh, answered the call. So just so much gratitude to all of you for taking the time, whether it was 30 seconds or three minutes. I, I value that time and, and your willingness to participate. And I'm hoping that you appreciate the voices and that this is something global. So you are hearing the voices from around the world and, uh, yeah, we're all in it together, right? The struggle is real, as they say. So I'm hoping that you settle down and give a listen to these people uh, as, as we are ready to thank them. And you are going to hear from Rayanne Niemer from Michigan, my buddy, Ian McKendry. Thank you for sending your voice from Edinburgh, Scotland. Cat Booker, woo, from the UK. My girl, Dallas Poynton from Ireland. Alyssa Hyatt in Connecticut. Katie Kelly in Maryland. Lauralee Mills in Ontario. To Maria Renee, the beauty in Honduras. Helen Farrow in UK. 
Hannah Brown from Massachusetts, the soulful Nikki Grayville from Florida, Karen Gorman in Melbourne, Australia, Angela Amodio from Saratoga Springs, New York, Woo! Peru Combin from Bristol, UK, Jamie Hannah Lane, my girl in Melbourne, Australia, and to my Quinny, Quinn Dally in North Haven, Connecticut. Uh, thank you to all of these kind, kind souls who are so willing to send a message to all of you. So settle down, sit in, and give a listen to some voices from around the globe as they share their own self-care practices, tips, and thoughts with all of you. Hi, my name is Alyssa, and I am from Connecticut. Um, my definition of self-care is putting myself in the best position to be successful, showing up for my family, my friends, and my coworkers. Two of my biggest self-care practices um, are things I've done consistently for years and don't think I've realized they were actually the self-care that they are until recently. Um, the first is reading before I go to bed. Um, I usually get into bed and read for at least a half an hour and it calms me, calms my thoughts down and, and helps me fall asleep. And the second thing is moving or exercising on a daily basis, more so for anything than to manage my, my stress um, and just make me feel better and be more pleasant <laughs> to be around. My name is Angela Amedio, and I'm from Saratoga Springs, New York. What I think is self-care is being able to say no so that you can say yes. And what I mean by that is not overextending yourself, not saying yes to things that you really should say no to, so that you can carve out time for yourself, time with friends, time to meditate, time to move your body, maybe even something as simple as saying no to making dinner and saying yes to getting some really yummy takeout and having some more time in your day. I think that saying no can be just as important as saying yes when it comes to self-care because when you make big decisions in your life, even little ones will all add up to a big decision. And it's really important to make sure you're making decisions that are right for you, for your mind, your body, and your spirit. My name is Kat Booker and I'm from the UK. The definition of self-care to me these days is about finding a balance in whatever it is I am doing. So to embellish on that point, if I'm relaxing, that is making sure that I am and trying to disconnect from things that may distract or interfere with that better experience. Equally, if I'm doing something more energetic, I try and find the right balance for that and give my time and energy to that activity. But also checking in and making sure that the activities I do as a mix, be work, play, rest, time with people, time alone, time with family, time with new friends, that it's balanced and not too much one way where I feel my own personal equilibrium might feel a little bit rocked. It's easy for our equilibrium to feel a bit rocked sometimes if we're maybe pushing a little bit too far in one direction. So 
my practice of self-care and things I'm trying to work on right now is to plan for that balance and to make sure I don't exhaust myself over the things that do pull on a lot of mind energy that might be creative with work or having to go through projects at home and help people with other projects and volunteer work that I do. So giving and feeling like I'm getting a balance for myself is important. So daily practicing not overloading with the things I have to do. And finally, keeping best practice habits in play and tweaking them and working on more best practice habits. So some key habits for me would be skincare, drinking lots of water, staying off the tech late at night, practicing breath work, my own relaxation, whether that's triggered by lighting a candle, darkening the lights, picking up the book, going through a chapter, hiding the phone, whatever it is, all those small, small things, practicing them every day. So I'm feeling less like I'm going from week to week and not addressing those small things that do add up to make the big difference for the self-care that at the end of the day also helps me be a better person. And if I'm a better person, then I'm also better for my own happiness, but for others. Hi, my name is Dallas Poynton and I'm from Ireland. Um, Self-care, I have discovered, is all about managing energy whether it's my physical or mental energy, both are so intertwined. Um, So the self-care kind of routine that I've adopted that I really, really find that helps me particularly is being very mindful of my sleep. I know that it affects my energy levels the next day. It can affect mood and it can affect your, you know, your physical activity that you're able for the next day. Um, So I know that if I don't sleep well, I'll make a bigger effort to go to bed a little earlier or, you know, spend a little longer um, reading before bedtime or something like that. Um, I also find being prepared, um, being really well set up for the next day really helps me. It just puts me on the best foot and it just makes the day go so much smoother. It just makes me so much happier uh, the more prepared I am for the next day. Um, and then if I do have a bad day for whatever reason, um, I don't beat myself up. I, at the end of the day, I will reflect and think why was today not successful? Um, and generally it will go back to either sleep or some element of not being prepared is what I have found personally. Um, so I won't beat myself up and I'll go, okay, you know, I didn't do that today and learn from it and I'll use that for, you know, the next day or going forward. Um, another self-care practice that I just adopted this year was I got a diary called the Headspace Diary and there's a lovely section um, at the very bottom of the diary and it asks you for your top three things that you are grateful for that day. Um, And I just think it's a really nice way to kind of ground yourself to appreciate the little things that happen every day Um, instead of always looking forward to something, which which is nice to have nice things to look forward to, but also just relishing what was good about each day and, you know, finding things. And sometimes it's the same things 
every day that I'm grateful for, but I am grateful for them. So I think that's a really nice practice as well to practice appreciating what you have. Um, so, so they're my top takeaways. It's all about managing energy, getting good sleep, being prepared and practicing a little gratitude. I hope you find those tips helpful. Hi everyone, my name is Hannah Brown and I am a senior athlete in the athletic training and physical therapy program at Quinnipiac University and I'm originally from Westford, Massachusetts. I currently hold my level 3 spinning instructor certification and my AFA group fitness instructor certification. Self-care to me is making time for the people and things in life that make me happy. I also find that motivating others to be the best versions of themselves makes me happy too because I know they're working on their self-care just like me. One tip that seems simple but is a non-negotiable for me is using a calendar, my favorite is Google Calendar, to help plan my weeks. This helps me to see the balance in my schedule and allows me to visualize where I have more or less time in my day for activities that make me the happiest, like exercise, cooking, and hanging out with my friends and family. Hope this helps. My name is Helen Farrow and I'm from Manchester here in the UK. Self-care to me is awareness of my physical and mental needs at any particular point in time. I often think back to a book I used to read to my kids when they were growing up. It was an author called Jill Murphy and the book was called Five Minutes Peace. It was a really simple book about a family of elephants, the large family and the mummy elephant just wants five minutes peace which in the story she really struggles to find. I guess this is my self-care, finding a little time for myself each day, even if it is just five minutes. Time stepping back from work, family, and whatever else is going on. Time to organize my thoughts, assess what I need to do that day and how I feel about it. Just kind of being kind to myself and realizing emotions that may be there, tiredness or stress, and accepting them, but just not becoming them, I suppose. My five minutes can be sat in front of my laptop with my diary and a drink. It could be a walk or a bike ride, time out in nature, meditation if I've got time. Just something each day, sometimes an hour, but often it's just five minutes. Five minute works on a busy day just to check in with me. We have so many subconscious thoughts going through our heads in a day. We really need to take time to organize them and reinforce the positive ones, even if it is just five minutes. Hi, I'm Ian McKendry and I'm from Edinburgh in Scotland. For me personally, the definition of self-care is those moments of escape. The main form of self-care in which I practice on a daily basis is fitness. I am a spinning instructor and the proud owner of Club McKendry, which is my very own official spinning studio here in Edinburgh. Every single opportunity that I get to get on the bike and ride, I am so grateful for. Spinning has given me an inner strength Spinning has given me deep-rooted determination. Spinning has also allowed me to grow in confidence as well. I was born with cerebral palsy and I've always loved sports as a kid. With my disability, there's not many sports that I can play. So spinning has always been my outlet. With spinning, I've been able to find 
the athlete that I've always wanted to be. And one of the biggest reasons why I became a spinning instructor in the first place is I wanted to make an impact on others. And for me, whenever I'm on that bike, it is just such a rewarding feeling knowing that I can take an hour out of my day and I can just release from the fact that I have cerebral palsy. And not just that, you know, make an impact and be that inspiration um, for others. And I feel like motivation has always been one of my uh, strongest attributes. And, you know, when I'm on the bike, nothing is in my way. I can, you know, conquer any road or any climb that I visualize in my head. And it's such a rewarding feeling. I can't even describe it. So, you know, for me, spinning is not just a job for me, it's a passion. You are about to listen to the beautiful Jamie Hannah Lane coming to you from Melbourne, Australia. What is my definition of self-care? It's so funny because like, lately I have been asking myself that, you know, what is self-care? And that's not really just, you know, sleeping in or having a bath or doing a skincare. It's really just digging a little deeper than that. And I think it's really just taking that time and being with yourself. That is self-care, you know, nurturing your what you need in that time and place so if you're feeling seriously burnt out just put everything on hold and pay attention to what your body wants if you're tired sleep more don't push yourself if you know you're hungry make like feed yourself my self-care is going to yoga every day and journaling and it's so funny because mum did that and I never did it and I never thought I could do it but this year I was looking to things that I needed to do for myself and I could never understand I could never know what it was it was you know writing out my thoughts and you know that journal that you gave me I started pouring my feelings and thoughts into that so journaling it's putting my thoughts to paper it's putting my feelings to paper it's you know, communicating with a deeper level of myself because sometimes our, we get caught up in our head. So, you know, and even yoga, definitely. Um, that's doing something for me and yeah. So yoga and journaling, those are my two things. And my third thing is nurturing your body with love. Like sometimes we push ourselves so hard but we just need to love our bodies extra if we feel like having something to eat like a piece of chocolate or have that burger or have that pizza eat it what the heck our bodies deserve it we do so much and sometimes we just need to show a little extra love to ourselves so food yoga and journal that is my definition of self-care hi i'm karen gorman from melbourne australia I wouldn't say I have a regular self-care practice or ritual that I perform daily. 
Um, it's only recently that I've adopted a strategy that brings me clarity and a sense of peace. Uh, it's come about because I've just noticed that there have been times when I've just felt like I had to perform as much as I possibly could in one day to be successful. And that created a lot of thoughts and plans and strategies that were just whirling around in my head, clouding judgment. And it just felt like I was chasing my tail, being unproductive and wasting time. Well, that has certainly changed with the last two years um, with our forced intervention. It definitely caused me to slow down. While we were all forced to stay at home and limit our movements and get back to basics, I had moments where I didn't have to fill my day with everything that I usually did. I didn't have to make a million decisions. I didn't have to be in a million places at once and I didn't have to complete every task to a deadline. And you know what? It's had a really positive effect on me. Now I relish in the moments where I can just take a step back guilt-free. So I realize now that when I feel like I am placing too much on myself, I just shut my eyes, take a few deep breaths, and I can feel the wash of calmness just soaking me from head to toe. And it feels amazing. This minute practice doesn't happen every day, only when I feel like I need it. Uh, and I think the wonderful thing is that I can now recognize that and accept that I don't have to be busy to be successful. So I found that a pause in my thoughts is the most wonderful thing I can do for myself. My name's Katie and I'm from Annapolis, Maryland. And to me, self-care is taking the time out of each and every day to check in with myself. Um, it sounds simple, but as a college student, life gets really busy. So the best self-care that I found is just taking a couple moments to reflect on whatever needs I have and address them, um, whether those needs be spiritual or mental, physical, emotional, or social. Um, my favorite self-care practice right now is making sure I get outside a couple days a week um, and take a walk. This not only allows me to get my body moving um, and get some much needed sunlight, but also to reconnect with myself and reflect on any thoughts or situations that are on my mind. Um, and it's been working really, really well. So I highly recommend that if you are feeling like you are a little low on self-care that just take a walk outside you'll feel better after hello my name is laura lee mills i am from ontario canada and i am a veteran of the canadian armed forces self-care to me is keeping myself strong keeping myself grounded, knowing what is around me and appreciating what is offered to me. How I practice my self-care is every morning when I wake up, I always remain grateful and honest 
and true to myself, to who I am, to what I've accomplished, where I have been, and where I am going. How I practice self-care is I do mindfulness. I practice yoga. I spend time with my dogs, my family, grandchildren. I enjoy the outdoors, walking. I absolutely love watching nature, sunrise and sunset. And of course, one of my biggest passions for self-care is cycling, either on my indoor spin bike or my road bike. That is where I am able to clear my mind and allow things just to disappear if they're not needed in my mind anymore. That is how I take care of my self-care. Hello, I am Maria Renee and I am from Honduras, which is the heart of Central America. For me, self-care consists in not forget about yourself, especially in these crazy times where we remember everyone and everything except us. I see self-care in two different categories, not in any particular order, and whichever one you do, it's so totally okay and right for you. I do try myself to do any of these, and if I say try, is because I tend to be very hard and demanding with myself. I am always depending on what others think and expect of me, and I totally miss out uh, on my own self-care. One is the physical part where you choose to pamper yourself, go to a beauty salon, do your hair, nails, eyelashes, makeup or no makeup, dress how it makes you feel beautiful, and even date yourself. I mean, a nice evening with wine and tapas, just you and yourself, is simply amazing. The other one is relax at home. You just have a day where you unplug from chores, social media, the outside world. You fully rest your mind and body, whether you are wearing a hoodie, PJs, etc. Simply don't do anything. Uh, the other one would be the sacred hour, which is when we work out. No matter the fitness area, that hours is yours alone. One must be able to unload the heaviness of the day and go to bed feeling light and clean. The other category is your thoughts and feelings about yourself. What do you think and feel about yourself? Let me give you some examples. Do not bash yourself because you made a mistake. Do not frown upon yourself because you did not get a promotion. Do not carry any chains of guilt just because you have had a bad past or you haven't had like the best chapters in your life. I mean, in summary, do not step on yourself because of those tiny little glitches in your life. Simply lesson learned, get up, fix your crown, keep moving forward. Uh, think highly of yourself. Be positive about yourself. Be happy with yourself. Smile at yourself. We must not forget that in order to love, forgive, listen, or attend to others, we must do all of that with ourselves first. Hi, my name is Nikki Graybill. 
I am originally from Russellville, Arkansas, but I am currently living in the Sunshine State in Naples, Florida. A definition of what self-care means to me is simply knowing and reminding myself daily that I too deserve to live a happy and healthy life and that I too deserve a check-in moment, an hour to even reset, or maybe a day or maybe even a whole weekend for myself so that I can be the best human and woman I can possibly be. A self-care practice I'd like to share with you today is honoring and acknowledging how you feel every single morning when you wake up. Honor where you are in your life's journey. Acknowledge the hardships that are present in your life. Honor all that is good. Acknowledge what feels heavy and what's making you feel run down and stressed. By doing so, you allow yourself this small gift of what needs healed, what needs processed, what is accepted and what is not, what you may need to surrender to, what needs to be released, and what needs to be forgiven. Whatever it is for you, you deserve a quiet moment to check in with yourself before the world and life has you for the day. A a quote that I once read said, nothing destroys your self-worth faster than denying what you feel. So friends, today honor your feelings and allow yourself to feel. I hope you have a beautiful day. Hi, my name is Quinn Dalai. I'm from North Haven, Connecticut. And for me, self-care is knowing that you should be your number one fan and your number one coach all in one. You need to be able to analyze what you're doing and make smart decisions based on your past decisions. But at the same time, you can't get too stuck in overthinking and you need to be cheering yourself on along the way. One technique that I've been using uh, for self-care is actually something that allows me to prevent overthinking about something. What you do is instead of letting a certain emotion take over your day or take over, you know, a certain part of your day. What you're going to do is take the emotion and stick it up in an imaginary bookshelf in your mind. I have an imaginary bookshelf that I revisit. And whenever I have an emotion that I'm not really pleased with, maybe it's getting in the way, maybe I'm really nervous for a test and I'm like, okay, I really just have to go take this test and then it will be over. So I take the nervousness and I put it in a box and I'm like, okay, hey, I can, I can revisit this emotion. You know, I'm not forgetting about it because that would make me feel more anxious, right? So I know it's there, I can revisit it. But for now, I'm putting it up in the box because I have stuff to do. So, you know, that technique can really help you because you don't have to hyper fixate on the feeling and you can start doing things to improve your situation, which will actually make you feel better. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. There's not enough ways I could say thank you to each and every one of those voices that you heard uh, today in our episode. Rayanne, Ian, Kat, Dellis, Alyssa, Katie, Loraline, Maria, Helen, Hannah, Nikki, Karen, Angela, Prue, Jamie, and Quinn. I am sending big hugs to each and every one of you. I really value your time, and I know that our listeners gleaned some valuable information from each and every one of you. 
So thank you to all of the guests that we've had during season four. It's been an honor and a privilege to have the conversation with you. I am grateful for everyone who shares their time and the conversation with me and all of you. And we are busy getting ready for our next season. So please don't forget about us. We will be dropping again with season five coming in the fall. So stick around and keep listening to Living Well While Living Online, which is a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. And I would be nowhere without the fabulous team that is behind the scenes doing the real work. Renette Chifu, it's been so great to work with you. I love all the work you're doing producing for us. Thank you. To David DeRoche, the executive producer. Lauren Scupo on social media, and thank you to Scott Holmes for our theme music. You can listen to more of our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. You can give us a follow on Twitter or Instagram at QU Podcasts, and feel free to send us a note, a comment, or a suggestion via email, which is qupodcasts at qu.edu. So until next season, my friends, be intentional, breathe deep, and learn to be your own best friend.